three exclamation points, no. which means that at some point somebody took some equipment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then the second time it happened, they came in and wrote an exclamation point. And, and then yeah. the third time, <laughs> two exclamation points. Well, uh, the red button has been pressed, and we are oh. now officially rolling zeros and ones. Oh, hi there. Welcome back once again to the Wednesday Morning Surf Report, the podcast that answers tomorrow's questions today. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Rick Larson. With me, as always, is our other illustrious host, Jeff Cardello. Jeff, how's things going? Um, pretty well. It's weird to be back here at uh, Gangplank Headquarters. Uh, we have a live show that will be posted. Um, the last one, which will be posted as well, uh, took place in a car, so uh, yes, yes. we're definitely a lot more stationary uh, tonight. Yeah, yeah we, I'm not putting everyone's life at risk to try to remember <laughs> yeah. stories about pianos. It's uh, so definitely a very exciting episode. It is. You'll yeah. definitely tune into that when it drops soon. If you're excited by the sound of turn signals, it, uh, it will do it for you. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I say we should start introducing our guests. I think that's a great idea. So, and it'll be cool because they won't know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, well, so start off by our first guest is an improviser. <laughs> we do have a lot of improviser guests on the show. Um, she is also an improviser. Teacher, and um, I run into her a lot at Comic Cons. It's Chrissy Lenz. Hello. Hello, Chrissy. What's uh, one fact you would like the world to know about you? Uh, I have a phobia, I guess you could say, of okay. uh, bananas, and it uh, it affects my life negatively in many ways. I can imagine <laughs> that it would. Yeah, yeah that. Uh, seems like that one comes up a lot more. I found out I have a very low level, just weird, um, I had, I've been having a lot of dental work this year, mm -hmm. and I found, I found out, I never knew this, but like teeth and people's mouths really, really gross me out. Ah, <laughs> yes. Way more than it should, I mm. think. So, I mean, Everybody agrees that they're unpleasant. Right? Yes, there's yeah. a lot going on in there that it's better that we just don't know about. My sister is yeah. a hygienist, uh -huh. and so I hear a lot of things I'd rather not know. Yeah, how could... I don't understand how somebody could do that mm -hmm. on purpose. That's so <laughs> weird to me. She loves it, too. Like, she'll yeah. share, like, pictures of, like, super gross teeth and be oh, like, wow. I'm so excited to do my job today. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, I Good always thing. assumed that that would be... That I would be the, the scary story. <laughs> yeah. But... Unless they're just lying to me. They've been saying, oh, yeah, Chuck's doing all right. Not the best, not the worst, but yeah. doing all right. Mm -hmm. So, so what's, a, what's one way that uh, banana phobia has affected you negatively? Well, I, and I find this to be true of many people who have uh, odd sorts of phobias, is yeah, that yeah. people will not believe you, perhaps, and then try and, like, test it out or oh, whatever yeah, by bringing yeah. bananas like into the sphere of, of they, your they, existence they or whatever. They think it's, yeah. They, they think it's going to be cute and like, no, it's really terrifying. <laughs> Most recently I was actually teaching an improv class and I didn't realize that someone who was sitting behind me 
uh, was eating a banana. I didn't realize it, so it was fine. Uh, you yeah, know. Yeah. Also, bananas are like totally portable, so people can bring them anywhere, and like yeah, so you yeah. never know where they might be lurking. They, they, <laughs> so they do. And you can just put it in your pocket, in a handbag, in a briefcase. They can go uh, everywhere. Um, someone behind me had been eating a, a banana, and through the wrapper, what do you what do you call it? The peel. The peel. Yes, yeah, exactly. Threw it uh, towards the trash can, which was near where I was standing and so I just hear this wet sort of like thunk and I look over and I'm like is that a banana peel and I start like sweating and like sort of hyperventilating a little bit meanwhile I'm teaching a class everyone's like what's happening what's happening to you and I'm like nothing let's just move on and I'm like yeah my even just talking about it my hands are sweating right now so yeah. I, I do, and I've talked about being super, super phobic about heights. Mm-hmm. That, uh, I, like, watching a movie where somebody's doing some death defying, like walking on a skyscraper or something, I can feel like my hands yes. start to get sweaty and I tense up. And the trigger for me, oddly enough, is like airplanes don't, don't really mm. bother me. Um, even glass elevators usually don't. But the weird thing is, I like instantly don't trust other people <laughs> when I'm up somewhere high. Like I went mm-hmm. with my son to the uh, the Sears Tower in Chicago and I could not stand to have somebody between me and the center wall. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like the observation area has a center column. That would just send me off the off the wall. Because theoretically they could come give you they a could, little shove. Yeah. And it could even just be accidental or like they like, sneeze and yeah, the, yeah. the momentum propels oh, oops, them forward. Bump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, this like three inch thick glass window is going to just mysterious all these things are gonna conspire against mm-hmm. me at one moment. And, yeah. And I'll be dead. <laughs> Five minutes later, because that's how long it takes to fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's see. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's meet our second guest, also an improviser, also uh, uh, a good friend, performed with her many times, Liz Hutchman. Yeah, hi, hi thank you. Welcome to the show. What's a, what's a fact that you'd like the world to know about you? Well, I, you know, sitting here listening to this, I realized that I don't have um, any phobias that have come to surface yet. But I do have like an immediate gag reaction to people throwing up around me or oh, okay. that yeah. type of thing. You know, I really will start to puke. Yeah, my, my wife uh, talks about that a lot too. I feel like there's, there's a, a name there's a for that. For yeah. Hermetophobe? Maybe. Something like that. It started with an E, but maybe it's a name. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a medical term that I, that I had. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. You, you've been diagnosed. <laughs> yes. It's official. Yeah, you're in the club. You're in the club. Um, hopefully that one doesn't come up as much as, say, bananas. Yeah. No, I, I think bananas would be you more difficult. Carney? <laughs> no, but oh, okay. I've been around carnivals and yeah, have, yeah. yeah definitely gotten my experience. Uh, yeah. Exposure to carnies. They just, they just like come and throw sawdust yeah. on it and mm-hmm. then sweep it up and yeah. 
State fairs and carnivals, both hotbeds of bananas and puking. Yeah. yeah. So be careful out there, folks. Yeah, I guess it takes a strong improvisor somebody, to be able to go. Somebody could even. Oh, and heights. There, and heights. Wheel. Somebody could go get a deep fried banana, ride the Ferris wheel until they puke. <laughs> And they would, they, I don't know. Jeff, what's podcast, what yeah. is it? Yeah, what do they need to do to trigger you, this horrible, horrible person? Um. Well, just for me, drive pulling into the parking lot is the place where I start checking out. So okay. that's where I start freaking of, out. Of, uh, of the state fair. Yeah, it's yeah. like finding a parking place. That's like a thrill ride for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was, for years, I had this thing that I liked to do at the fair because I was too scared to ride any of the rides. But there was one, and I want to say it's called the zipper, but I could be conflating up with something else, but it's one that like swings and you're in a gondola. Mm-hmm. And it swings like a, like a pendulum. And there's a spot right next to that ride where you can stand on the ground and look up as it swings past you. And it looks like it's going to fall on you, but then it swings away. And I was like, that's about as much excitement as, <laughs> yes. as I'm prepared to experience. They should almost so, charge you for it. Yeah, like, yeah, that should be to a ticket or two, yeah. Your excitement adjacent. Yeah. And speaking of excitement, I know uh, I'm very excited about this question that, that we're going to be answering. Oh, yeah, yeah we're going to get to what? our question. Well, I think uh, in the interest of geography, since Liz is closest to the bowl, we'll let her pick Let her pull from the bowl. And, and read it to the audience. Okay. We're going to answer today is what is the deal with swimming? With swimming. What is the deal, the deal with, swimming? with swimming? All right. Say it can be life saving. Yes. yes. It can be done for recreation. Uh, <laughs> it can be done with a partner. Uh, it could. Yes. Yeah, sometimes synchronized. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Sometimes synchronized. And Michael Phelps can do it faster than anyone in the whole world. Yeah. Animals, certain animals do it, and mammals. Yeah, certain animals can't. You throw certain animals into a pond, and they'll sink. I had a pug dog, and he was not a strong swimmer. Oh. Sad. Sad. (laughs) We had to watch him. Um, (laughs) Oh. Um, One of my children one year pushed our dog into the pool, thinking it would be funny, and she was fine, and. She had before like gone on the steps, and she she wasn't a big, she wasn't super into it. But now, when we do swim, she will like come up to the edge. But if anybody comes near her, she runs away because she does not want to be pushed into the pool again. No more trust there. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are jerks. Swimming with kids can be terrifying as well. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. You always got it, especially in Arizona. You always have to be worried about. Drowning. Watch your kids around water. Serious. That's a public service announcement. Mm-hmm. That's a, good one. a very serious one. Yeah. But I, I feel like for me that I freak out more about people's kids than their own parents do. Like I've I've been at like swim parties at mm-hmm. people's houses and there's like these kids just running wild. I'm like, where are these parents? And like I take it upon myself to <laughs> To be the one. It's like, oh, the parents are, like, way on the other side. It's like, I'm watching your kids, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Watch your kids. 
You should that, at least be getting like twenty dollars and, yeah. and run up the fridge. That happens frequently though, where like the the mom in the pool who like stays close to their kids, the other moms will will sort of be like, oh, she's got it. Yeah, she's yeah. got it. She's yeah. responsible. Yeah, I don't have children because I know I would be suffocating. Oh my God! I would be overly protective no, and cautious, and all of my yeah concerns would would fall into their personality, even if they weren't born with that in their nature. So yeah, it's it's tough to to know. Like when to let them go. I think swimming is a good one to keep, yeah. <laughs> keep a pretty close eye on. Them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my five-year-old just started swimming this last summer, and she uh, she loves it. She's big into like deciding one day in the middle of February that she wants to go in the pool, and there's like no talking her out of it. Like, no, I'll be fine. Just trust me. I'll be fine. It's it's fine. And then. So lately what we do is we let her go and say, this is cold. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, those trips usually last about five minutes, but she, uh, she definitely likes to go winter swimming. Mm-hmm. Cold water swimming? Yeah. Like a polar bear? Is that yeah. what they call a group of people who run out into the cold? Oh, yeah. yeah. The polar bears. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky my parents had us do swim lessons at a very young age but um then later on in like fifth grade i joined the swim team with everyone else who had been in swim team like since they were toddlers and i sucked at swim team it actually uh i was afraid to dive in head first into the pool so i would do like a cannonball and then start my competitive swimming of (laughs) Of which uh, no one was into it. Uh, the coach scheduled a, a special practice with me of him just trying to coax me to dive headfirst into the pool. Which um, maybe that theme has continued uh, throughout my life. Uh, I've, never, I've never dived headfirst into a pool. I cannot dive headfirst into a pool either. Oh. I have dived. <laughs> headfirst into a pool on multiple occasions, but I'm not a strong diver. And yeah. so it's always that uh, risk factor of um, skin sting that happens on like a misdirected launch, you know? So oh, okay. in my adult years, I've shied away. Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad that we've all come together to discuss uh, yeah. <laughs> diving, diving into bodies uh, of water. Yeah, diving support club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a pool that's much too shallow to dive, but that doesn't stop people who come over mm-hmm. from diving into it. Like my brother-in-law will do like flips or dives into it, and it's about six feet deep. Like setting can, a poor example. I can comfortably stand anywhere in that pool and have my head sticking out of the water. So it's you need to make like a creative a sign, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like they have at public pools where it's like. You know the drawing of the stick figure and its head is With a broken... shooting out lightning. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> your yeah. brother, your brother-in-law is a wild man. Is he's, that who you said? Yeah, he's an insane man. So, but he doesn't listen yeah. to this show. So if, yeah. you guys, if anybody else wants to say anything bad about him, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's what he gets for not listening. Yeah, yeah. Dive in feet first the first time. I think yes. that's that other 
public so service announcement. That was a pretty powerful question. Yeah. I know. It's, it well, it's on the minds of a lot of, a lot of people. And as you, we are approaching bikini and speedo season, uh, which is a, a part of swim season. Um, yeah. It's all just one big season of sunburn. So much sunburn. Mm -hmm. yeah. my, my children are very fair complected, and they have to wear sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to be one of those moms who's like, it's been 45 minutes, get out, we gotta reapply. Yeah. You yep. need to reapply. You're saving them. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, as I'm like smearing that horrible white goo into their tiny scowling faces, I'm always like, you were gonna thank me for this when yeah. you are older and unblemished. When, yeah, when you're 25 and not made of leather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my folks when I was growing up were not big proponents of sunblock. So I remember having just awful, awful sunburns where, like, my having a sheet on me would burn like I was on fire. Yes. And then, and then there's the peeling is always very, uh, very fun. Yeah. And there's, there's a little <laughs> bit of fun, fun to that when you like rip and like four inches of skin comes off. That's mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of fun, but getting there is. Not, yeah. Not worth it. And you even with the peel, on. there's that that fight between the healthy skin and mm -hmm. the dead skin, yes. and you get yeah. to pull that one piece, and it's oh. And it's like, oh wait, I'm still working here. You're like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> ow. Yeah. yeah. When I uh, when I went to my 20 year high school reunion, like first of all, I'm not used to hanging around like a huge group of people who are my age, so there was like that shock, but also. Um, it was very apparent of those who hadn't worn a lot of sunscreen. Either, like, I kept on looking at these people. I'm like, wait, do I look like that? Like, is this what I, is this how old I look? But then a lot of them, um, I think they just tubed down uh, the Salt River uh, way too many times. Mainly, I'm, I'm calling out the jocks, calling out the cheerleaders. Uh, very leathery. Mm-hmm. For me, I've shunned the sun oh, yes. throughout my life. I'm a proud uh, person with a vitamin D deficiency. So <laughs> screw you, sun. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you remember that kid in high school? And I know, I know, we all had who were like old kids. Like they looked grown up. When they looked like, like they were maybe juniors. like 21 Jump Street style yeah, undercover yeah. cops. I, I had a really good friend, I think junior year, who was. Um, it was the same age as me, but literally she looked 28. And I remember <laughs> she got mistaken for teachers, and uh, and she would she dressed she dressed very maturely, like a, as a grown up, not mm -hmm. not uh, not as a she dressed like um yeah. she dressed like a substitute teacher. So. Okay, <laughs> like oh, I was picturing like an Audrey Hepburn like. Oh, uh, that would be amazing. Breakfast at Tiffany's she had type. Elbow gloves and she smoked from a cigarette holder. <laughs> it was pretty great. A, pill, a pillbox hat. Um, and then there was this other kid that I remember so specifically had a beard and a super receding hairline. Like he was 17 and he looked like he was 40. I, I see kids in the high schools with tattoos already yeah this is a trend i'm noticing yeah. and like i think that makes them look immediately a, a lot 
older because you think of somebody having to be like a regular adult before they yeah, go get yeah, tattoos, need, but apparently not anymore. Yeah, by the time they're 30, they'll have that like uh, fading anchor look that, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Men have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, a kid at one of the high schools where I teach improv that has a, it's all, it, it is not a compass. Mm-hmm. And it's like the lines, and it's north, south, east, west. But yeah, every time I look at it, I'm just like, wow. How yeah. is that gonna look? Yeah. It's yeah. Or does it? <laughs> like when yeah. you see someone in their in their like early twenties with like full sleeves, like like a twenty year old with full sleeves, that's a lot of commitment. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, I didn't de- declare my major uh, <laughs> until I was like twenty five, yeah. so. I don't. That, that's commitment that I just don't get. Yeah, I I put off getting one for so long for that exact reason because I'm like, what if, what if I, if I don't care about this thing anymore? You change your mind yeah. about that thing. That's why I pierced my tongue. Oh. Okay. I was like, I wanted to be wild and have that moment in time, but also know that I could. Remove it at will and move on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I was I was a thinking team. Oh. Yeah. I thought about things. <laughs> you thought about the future. Yeah. My my I do know as as a teenager you have to get your parents to sign off on it. If you're under eighteen, yeah. 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 My sixteen year old wants to get um, he wants to get one on his arm that says temporary. Okay. Uh, okay. Humorous. Okay. Okay. Humorous. Which is what you want. That'll sta- and that joke will stand the test of time. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's a joke that you will still find. Funny still find funny. Forever. Yeah. I was at a party one time, just kind of observing what was happening, and this gorgeous tall girl had a um, kind of like a tribal, or maybe it was Asian lettering around her neck, mm-hmm. like all the way around. And I'm just kind of watching everybody, you know, have their communications and their discussions. And somebody says to her, oh, what does your tattoo around your neck say? She turns around without hesitation and says, it says you shouldn't get a fucking tattoo on your neck. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> I was like, she's been asked that one too many yeah. times at a party. You know? I went to get pizza one night. And uh, the, the girl working at Little Caesars had not really a sleeve, but she had them all over her arms, on her hands and fingers, and her neck. And I think she even had something like under her eye. But I was, and I was looking at them while we were while we were talking. She was counting my money or something. I happened to notice one of them on her forearm was the penguin logo from Linux. Okay. <laughs> I asked her about it, like, is that the Linux penguin? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, right, rock on. <laughs> I frequently uh, answer questions about the tattoos that are on my forearms, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they're visible. You can't really hide them without yeah, long yeah. sleeves. Okay. And so they, they are two silhouettes, it appears. They are. And so people most often ask if they're my mom and dad or my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are, in fact, Han Solo and Princess Leia. Oh, okay. Okay, okay I was nice. I'm actually going to guess Thomas Jefferson from the nickel. <laughs> but. Or, yeah, could be. Um, but yeah, it's Han Solo and, and Princess Leia. That's okay. Awesome. I like it. From that time that they went to Disneyland. 
And have their silhouettes done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at that super cool shop where yeah. everyone wants to be when you're at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've had our silhouettes done there. Before. It's pretty cool. Yeah. used to do that in school all the time. Oh, like get, draw your silhouette or have your silhouette drawn. Mm-hmm. I'm not really yeah. doing that yeah. anymore. No, no. Yeah. I remember doing that. It's a lost art form. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. This, this silhouette. The art of knowing what your face looks like from the side. <laughs> yes. In the dark. Yeah. Have you ever seen those um, those wood cutouts of like the silhouette of a cowboy that people put by the side of their house? Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom loved those. Is that just to make me panic? <laughs> that there's a cowboy on the street. A cowboy? Huh? No. Yeah. I hate those. It's a cowboy. And, and Liz, like, Liz, I don't want to divulge too much about Liz's life that she doesn't want to divulge, but you are a manager of a retail space. Um, yeah, a thrift store. A thrift store. Do those little, and I don't know what these are called, but it's like a, it looks like a little child, like, hanging its head in shame. Um, do those ever, I've seen those in some thrift stores. It's like... It's like a li- it's like a little doll, but it looks like a toddler, and it's like hands are on its head, and you like lean it against things. Do those ever come through your? You know, door? I think I've had the um, like crafters version. You know, the kind that you would yeah, see at a farmer's market. You know, yeah. kind of okay. stuffed leotard type. There was like a two-year period where those things were everywhere, yeah. and I don't. Understand There's a why. name for I forget what those are called. It's like the Shaneful Sally or something. I it's like <laughs> I always thought they were hiding, like they were getting ready to play hide and seek. Oh, that's a very optimistic interpretation. <laughs> I, I've always heard of them referred to as like a kid being put in timeout. Oh, sad. That is yeah. sad. <laughs> I do like I do like the optimistic outlook yeah. on that because yeah, my impression was like oh, this kid, like did something really terrible and is going to feel a lifelong shame that's going to take <laughs> thousands of dollars in therapy to should, take care of. make a fraternity version that's like a passed out bro. Sister throwing up into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> they are, like, no matter how you look at it, though, those, those are terrifying yeah. little dolls or whatever to come upon, like you said about the cowboy, like if you're not expecting it and you yeah, see no. one of those. It's very frightening. There was one in my parents' neighborhood house that had like six of them that's too many because i feel like yeah there was the guy and then i think there was a woman and there was a dog and there was a different guy so there was maybe this whole triangle thing going on <laughs> like psychodrama of the silhouette cutouts but um, i would i would walk by it and know it was there but not really be thinking about it and then i would see it every time like, oh there's a dude jump out and kill me you know that's one of those things though like people will like pass their judgment on you mm-hmm. like for instance i mentioned i had a pug dog that one time yeah so i have this pug dog i loved my pug dog but suddenly everybody gave me like pug welcome mats and pug pillows and pug magnets and i mean it was like pug overload like i liked my dog but that didn't make me like the pug totem you know knickknack person so maybe that you know neighbor started with one silhouette and then everyone in the neighborhood was like oh here you go garage sale saw the silhouette thought you'd love it thought you'd love it third one comes by 
poor person doesn't know how to say no. Next thing you know, you're the silhouette person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but once you've got three, though, I really think you have to fully commit and just really have them everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Right. Three is too little at that point. Right. right? Three right. is too few. Or too <laughs> too many to be. <laughs> yeah. Three is too many to not really just go for That's it. That's the tipping yeah. point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Three is the tipping point. Yeah. That. Um, oh, go ahead. It was when my parents moved into uh, into the house that uh, that they lived in until very recently. Uh, my mom got this idea. She's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a, a pig theme in the kitchen." And to this day, that's what people buy her is pig stuff. Um, my sister has like completely banished anything pig related from her house. I can't get a piggy bank for her children or anything because she doesn't want my mom's obsession creeping, creeping in. But she had in her bedroom boxes of surplus pigs that she would rotate out. Oh, nice. Get a little or, different or just flavor. leave them in the, if they were, because a lot of them, there really are only, you know, a finite number of variations of pig knickknacks. She had like pigs with wings or pigs barbecuing themselves. That was always my favorite mm. one. Well, working at thrift store, you see those collection roosters <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, the rooster collection is huge oh yeah 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 the pig one's another one you know and then people get really jazzy like dependent on like which rich uncle gives them the swarovski crystal wow. pig you know i mean yeah. it's endless and I, really it's like wow that person had a lot of miniature pigs i do admire that type of focus though as far as a collection goes um i was in i went to an estate sale last week where the person was really into pelicans and sandpipers, so she had the, I would imagine, deceased person um, had this huge collection of, of pelicans and sandpipers, which will, all that unsold stuff will probably make its way to your uh, thrift store sometime soon. I do like the idea of, of having a, a specific focus like that or an obsession like that, but having it be something that would be really hard to shop for, like uh, octopi is yeah. my thing, so I want a kitchen... Yeah. And don't tell anybody about it. That's, uh, that's <laughs> thing too. My wife, she has, uh, she actually has two octopus tattoos. Mm-hmm. Like her, her office has, her classroom. When she had a classroom. Was what 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 creates a octopus um, interest? Like what 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 jazzes you about the octopus? It goes back to swimming. It ties back into swimming, right? Oh, Rocket yeah. Being in the water. Yeah. Octopi are super, super smart, yeah, right? And they are really cool and, like, super weird. Like, they're super weird. They're, yeah, they're like aliens. Mm-hmm. I think they're fun to draw, too. That's, yeah. that's a big part of it for me. Um, like, Gretchen's tattoo, I don't know if you've seen it. She has one that's it's made of paisley. Okay. And it's a paisley octopus. It's really neat. That's very specific. I like it a lot. Um, Speaking of specific, we're specifically going to be taking a short little break (laughs) right now. And that's my attempt at a segue. That's the best segue ever. Back from break and officially back from uh, the listeners. You guys missed out on a uh, spirited conversation about princesses. Who the best princess is, we may reveal that on this podcast, so 
please right. stay tuned. Well, we might do it as a clickbait slideshow. You will believe. Yeah. yeah, number four will blow your mind. <laughs> um, they, uh, um, oh, I was going to mention the when we were talking about people's pig collections. Um, my mom also is famous in the family for like being given things and she will not turn down anything that's free and then she tries to like figure out who in the family to give this to and sometimes it's a good fit and sometimes not but one year she gave me a tie that was i ended up giving it away as a prize for something but it was um, an american flag background and a bunch of pigs leaping through the air and then about two-thirds of the way down the tie was a meat grinder and below that the that's not what i thought you were gonna say was replaced by hot dogs <laughs> falling yeah so it's a bunch of smiling that's, happy pigs that's really dark for a necktie sausage-based yeah. deaths yeah i don't know how the, how's that supposed to make me feel as the viewer i, I don't know yeah. that, that would be great for a job interview just you yeah. know yes it's like the temporary tattoo it shows yeah. you have a sense of yeah. humor <laughs> about slaughter i guess but <laughs> Well, I know there is a kind of a tradition of like barbecue restaurants having like really, really happy pigs just like slicing themselves in half or, or jumping into flames. Or, so it must have been, it must have originated as a promotion for barbecue. And that or like a hot dog enthusiast. Yeah. You know, there are yeah, many of those as well. What if that was the thing you collected, like hot dog related art? Yeah, yeah that, could, that could work. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I get really bothered by the uh, Chick Fil A billboards with the cows riding to eat more chicken. Shouldn't the cows and chickens be united, like where no one should be killed? Like, yeah, but see, that's how oppression works. Oh, the groups against each other, and they're too busy infighting to notice who's really who's really pulling the strings. Yeah, the, the chickens being the, the very bottom. Like, the chickens should have their own billboard saying, like, to eat more fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you could just take it down that whole uh, line yeah. in the food chain. And you could have, like, a chicken Kurt Cobain who's like, it's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. Like, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, tie that in. Long John Silver's makes a comeback. Yeah. 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 More fish fast food restaurants are popping up. That's probably why the, the well, the, you're right, I was going to say those cows, but we were talking about what the chickens would be trying to get you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chickens are like, cod! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like sushi. Of which, amazingly enough, chickens do know how to swim. Uh, it was something that I was wondering about, and there are videos on YouTube of chickens swimming, so... Hmm. Oh, the things we do with our time late at night. (laughs) Chickens are um, possibly my daughter's phobia. I don't know if if it, like, she's still kind of too young for it, because kids are just afraid of stuff for no reason. Chickens are pretty scary. Yeah, they they are. They will come at you, yeah. 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 But um, birds in general 
still kind of freak her out. Mm -hmm. When she was really little, it was cows for a, a, a year or so. Cows. Cows would scare her. The mooing. Because it doesn't sound like a little cartoon. No, they're... It's plaintive. It's sorrowful. Yeah, it's, it's pretty terrifying. So. There was a thing going around online the other day with a little girl and her pet duck. Yes. Did you see yes, that? It was did. pretty incredible. Oh, I missed. Well, what happened? I mean, it's like this duck would go on sleepovers with her. I guess her and the duck, or the duck, just bonded, mm -hmm. and they would take it to a pond near their house, and the little girl would go up to the water and be like, quack quack quack, and the duck would pop out of the water and yeah. jump in her little cart, and the off duck they'd go. Lived inside and wore a diaper. Wow. Wow. It wouldn't stay away from the girl. Yeah, it, it imprinted on her. And it was her, her duck. She was the duck's mom. Yeah. Wow. And the best part of the video is when the guy, the interviewer, is trying to ask, like, when did the, when did you find out this duck was imprinted? But she interrupts him. So he's like, when did you find out? And the little girl goes, that he was a duck. <laughs> it was adorable. Um. It's pretty great. But yeah, it was cool to see somebody cuddling with a duck. You know, the duck had its little head on her shoulder and a sleepy embrace. It was like, that's, that's pretty that's cool. Pretty cute. Yeah. That's pretty cute. Don't eat ducks. They are so delicious, though. They are, yeah. Why do they have to be so delicious? <laughs> They're pretty greasy, too. Mm -hmm. But they can be good. Yeah. Oh. I don't know My, if I've uh, eaten duck. <laughs> we had a, a chicken for a time. Oh, okay. A backyard chicken. Uh, and my, my son was very fond of the chicken and would carry it around like a football under uh -huh. his arm. Okay. And would put it in the basket Cute. of his bike and ride around with it. Uh, and the chicken could jump uh, jump out of our yard. Chickens can jump really, yeah. really high. Uh, so it would jump out of the yard and then come around to the front yard and like peck on the door when it was ready to... No. Come back home, I guess. <laughs> so we'd hear this little, like, backpack, and Rocket would say, Mom, the chicken's home. Go oh. Open the door and let him, like, scoop up the chicken and take it back to oh, its little roost in the backyard. We caught a snake in our backyard this weekend. What kind of snake? Um, a little, uh, oh, Christian looked it up. It was a ground snake. Okay. So it's maybe maybe 11 inches long. It was a tiny little snake. But uh, she was sitting in the backyard and saw the cat jump over the fence carrying something in its mouth. And it was a snake. Wow. And the snake was okay. Oh. So we... Um, we put the snake in a little Tupperware thing that we had kind of poked holes in so the snake would not die. And like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. Well, so my son was instantly like, oh, we need to keep this. I want, I want this to be my pet. And give, he named it. And, and what did he name like, it? Oh, what did he name it? That's a good question. I know my daughter wanted to name it Roy G. Biv. Because <laughs> the snake was red and orange and yellow. Okay. And she likes they might be giants. Um, so I don't actually know if he, maybe he didn't name it, maybe she named it, um, but he was going to like watch it overnight or whatever and see if, because 
the last thing I want to do is go and buy a setup and everything you need for a snake, and then have the snake be like, just kidding, that cat ruptured my spleen and <laughs> that, that actually just reminded me of, like, another popular internet video sensation thing recently. I guess that um, there's a live stream of this bald eagle nest. Did anyone else see? Okay. Well, these bald eagles brought um, some food for the baby bald eagles. And the food was a cat. (laughs) Oh, man. Maybe I didn't see the headline for that because I saw like a screenshot of I thought it was an eagle carrying off the cat, but maybe he was bringing the cat. Yeah. In the in the description, it did say that it could not be determined whether it was a feral, whose val- I guess whose lives are a little bit less valuable versus uh, a pet cat. But nonetheless, the food chain. And the bald eagle. I mean, it's the representation of mm-hmm. democracy, right? So I mean, if it wants cat. Yeah, it was pretty much commentary on uh, United States foreign policy. <laughs> Um, well, the, the punchline to the snake story <laughs> is um, while he was while he was watching babysitting the snake in his bedroom, all of a sudden he comes into the other room where I am and says, "Hey, Chad, can you help me?" And I said, "What?" And he said, "The snake got out." <laughs> oh ma'am. I'm like, oh, let's go find it. How long ago did the snake get out? I don't know. I saw it maybe 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so, so there's a snake in your house right now. There's a snake in my house. Oh, man. Still have not seen the hide nor hair of the snake. Um, you still have not? Still have not found the snake yet. Oh, my snake goodness. Still, still, this was Saturday gone. afternoon. Uh, oh, my goodness. It's now Monday evening. And, uh, yeah, there. Yeah. Well, the, the snake, snake, it will show up in a very comedic yeah, place. Yeah. Kind of. It's about the size of, well, it's a really long, but like diameter, it's about the size of a pencil. So, oh. Yeah, it's a tiny little snake. The cat's probably like, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was looking for that. Where did that, where did that thing go? At least you don't have a phobia of snakes, though. Like, if you had a snake yeah, yeah. phobia, then that would be. Yeah, my, my aunt has a snake phobia. My mm-hmm. dad used to have a pet snake in the house, and she would visit. She lives in Illinois, or she did live in Illinois. He's since moved, but she would come to visit, and he would be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get my friend from work to take the snake," and then he would put a blanket over the cage and not tell her. So she slept in the house with that snake many, many times. And Didn't had know. no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. people, what people do have snake phobias. Yeah. Yeah. We had another time when that happened when um, our oldest son was like in fifth grade, maybe fourth or fifth grade. He had a friend who's somebody in his family had built all these elaborate like pigeon coops in their backyard and was catching doves and pigeons and gave him one. Okay. Without asking us about that. So he showed up um, home from school one day. Um, actually, he had arranged to go to this friend's house after school. So he came home a few hours later on schedule, but. He had a um, a box that was like an AutoZone box. So it was like an air filter for a car. That's a weird box for him to be carrying. He goes, 
hey, Dad, I want you to meet someone. Uh-oh. <laughs> comes over and opens this box in front of him to show me. He's like, I want you to meet George. And George sees his chance for freedom, flies out of the thing down the hall. And we have like a, at the end of our hallway, we have a linen closet where all the towels and things are. And one of the doors is open, so the bird flew in there. And a live bird in your house gets the attention of your cats and your dogs. (laughs) And this entire zoo just races down the hallway to catch this bird. And this was was where I learned my lesson about the snake. So we went and bought him a bird cage, bought some bird food, and got the bird all set up. And in the morning, it was dead. I'm I'm glad it didn't turn into... um, an old lady who swallowed the fly type <laughs> yeah. scenario. It's never, yeah, never no, good. Yeah, it would have been bad. Yeah, we end up getting a tiger to get rid of the Yeah. <laughs> My dad had two alligators when oh, he was wow. growing up. Wow. Did he back in the... live in Florida? Or? No, my, but his aunt did. And she thought it would be a real fun treat to bring two of them to Pennsylvania and give them to my grandparents for their five children. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. They so, make okay. great pets, right? <laughs> the alligators loved living in Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know? Like, no restrictions at that time for that kind yeah. of animal handling. Like, such a different world. <laughs> so, yeah, one froze to death, but I guess one... I was going to, yeah, yeah, that was going to be my prediction. Yeah. Oh, no, there's no heat lamp. So, uh, sadly. Very, very sad. Yeah, starved yeah. to death when his friend died. Oh. Well, I mean, they tried to take I mean, care of them, but I don't think that this family in a brownstone were equipped to deal yeah. with yeah. two alligators. Yeah. How would you know how to how to care for them, too? <laughs> right? They lasted for a while, I guess, a year and a half or so. A year and a half? That's pretty good. Yeah, there's a children's book that's actually my kids' favorites, but it's one of my favorite children's books, too, called Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. Uh-huh. And it's about this family that lives in New York City on East 88th Street in a brownstone, and they have a pet crocodile. And he's actually the star of a series of books, but I know in the first one, the neighbor doesn't like him. And he has a nervous cat. He conspires to get the, the crocodile moved off to the zoo. So that book has a much happier ending and, uh, and watercolor uh, illustrations. Yeah, I remember I within the last couple of months, I, I just saw some like vintage like magazine advertisement. And at one time, you could actually like mail order like a little monkey. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, another thing where uh, overregulation. Like now we can't we can't have crocodiles. Can't even look at the monkey. Yeah. Do you guys remember sea monkeys? Mm-hmm. Did you know the guy who got the idea to package and sell sea monkeys was like a super racist, like what? white supremacist cult leader? Yeah. I think a lot of that stuff. I think, I think he was behind the x-ray specs, too. He used to see advertised. And this novelty company thought that races shouldn't mix. <laughs> I'm never going to look at sea monkeys for yeah. again. No, it's ruined Aww. a lot of my comic book Were sea monkeys just tadpoles? Is that what they, they were? They were brine shrimp. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Brine shrimp. Tiny little... Um, in, 
When we had them, I could never tell if it was just like shit floating in the water. They had ever hatched because it was just, yeah, they were small enough that at least I couldn't make out even a shrimp shape, let alone like little pot bellied people with horns mm-hmm. yeah, playing volleyball or whatever they were doing. I think one of them was holding a trident. No, none of that ever happened. They were, they were a pure race. Yes, the Brian, Brian, Brian Tripp. Tripp. Yeah. Yeah. They're very white and pink. Those, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They're very white. Were, mine, mine were all pretty, like, a uh, sheet of notebook paper white. I was wondering why I had such hatred in my heart when I had them, but now I understand. Okay, you knew. They were sending you tiny messages <laughs> of, of, of discrimination. <laughs> Why do I suddenly hate this bowl of fish-smelling yeah. water? Yeah. L- little teeny tiny sig heils. Then they died away. My heart filled back up yeah. with love for everyone. So. Which, actually, that makes... I did have a bowl of brine shrimp for a school project that got poured onto the living room floor accidentally, so now I don't feel bad. Like mm-hmm. You were doing a, the world a favor. Yeah. It was my own... Uh... I, did a, I did a science fair project on bread mold, and nobody stopped me. <laughs> but I wish they had. Um, and I, I got like three or four pieces of bread and put them in different environments to see which one grew mold the fastest and then they were so disgusting that I threw them away and then lowered my grade I'm like you should have brought them I'm like no no I shouldn't have if you had seen them you didn't want these science, science is not uh, is not that forgiving like they stunk <laughs> But I, I didn't look at them closely enough, so I was trying to like draw what the mold looked like. I put in the encyclopedia and just copied that. So I probably deserved what yeah. grade. Well, hey, at least you, you you weren't the kid making a volcano, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. There was, that was also the science fair where some other kid um, did a. Uh, I remember there was a kid that made a record player with like a needle and a cone of paper. And you would like drag it across a record and ruin it. And then another kid had a whole speech written that he read into a tape recorder and put the tape recorder on the table. And all the other kids in the class went through and recorded over his, over his tape with all the swear words that they knew. Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good prank. I hope he has that tape somewhere. I know. It's gotta be, yeah. What if that was Remixed the experiment? It into, yeah, it's like yeah. a social experiment. Like, yeah, will yeah. people be cool with my recording equipment that I'm leaving out? Or that kid, that kid grew up and wrote that Microsoft robot that turned racist oh. in two days. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to recreate that experiment. Mm -hmm. uh, That won me so much fame in elementary (laughs) school. What was the name of that AI? Tay. Tay, yes. So I didn't really follow this story. Why did this bot turn into such a jerk? So it was was learning from the things that people said to it. Oh. But they didn't put any kind of filters or think like... I wonder if there are any assholes on Twitter. Mm. Spoiler alert. 
There are. <laughs> there certainly are. Yeah. Um, they, uh, yeah, they had it within days. It was just, just uh, it was. It started selling sea monkeys. The whole thing was <laughs> off the off the rails. Um, speaking of off the rails. No, that's a bad segue. Um, what I'm trying to say is we've reached the plug section of the podcast. Oh, okay. Everyone's favorite section. Yes. We've, we're diving headfirst into plugs. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, Chrissy, anything that you have coming up you want to plug or any online presence? Yes, good question. Um, Phoenix Comic Con. I'm going to be at Phoenix Comic Con a whole bunch. Oh, cool. Uh, doing panels with uh, National Comedy Theater. Yay! So I, I, we're going to post those on the NTT website, which is nctphoenix.com. Awesome, awesome. And, and for National C for Comedy, T for Theater, Phoenix all spelled out. Got it, yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember we went to. I didn't. I wasn't in the state last year. It was the year before we went to one. But I was with my son and my daughter and my nephew, and one of them got sick like 15 oh minutes no. before. Get then got a seat. Okay, we're getting up and leaving now. <laughs> but at least it happened before anything started. Mm-hmm. But I do remember trying to go to one of your panels. Yes, there's. I think we're doing. Seven, seven different panels this year uh, with NCT, and then uh, I'm doing one for uh, my upcoming podcast, which is uh, called Woe, a most excellent Keanu Reeves podcast. Oh, okay, so fine, that's also fine. coming soon. <laughs> well, if you ever, uh, if you ever cover the Alex Winter movie Freaked, oh, know a mm-hmm. lot about that movie. That is a very funny movie. I will definitely keep you in mind. <laughs> Uh, Rick, what do you have going on? Um, I think uh, my most applicable plug uh, this week is probably the brand new Wednesday morning surf report Twitter, which went live uh, last night. Still has not tweeted, but by the time this goes up, I imagine it will have uh, will have plenty of uh, plenty of tweets. Um, keep up to date with show announcements and. Will probably when when I make a reference that causes people to stare at me like they don't know what I'm talking about, I can Google it and post that so other people can find out about the weird stuff that I keep uh, keep valuable real estate in my brain for, like Alex Winter movies. Yes. <laughs> um, Liz, what uh, what do you have on the calendar or on the internet? All right. Well, I have. Um the ongoing Skewed News Hour every Friday night at 7 at the Torch Theater. I've got a couple upcoming performances with Zombie Gourmet, which I'm very excited about as I've just joined their ranks recently. Uh, I've been doing a little improv blogging at LizHutchman.com. Hopefully I'll continue that. You know, you do it for a while and then you're like, oh yeah, I should probably again. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I think I'm going to do a couple of fun bag workshops coming up here in the summer. Oh, those are fun. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I got for the, the moment. And these fun bag uh, workshops can, 
any level of improviser sign up for one of these? You know, yes. I would never turn anyone away. Okay. Although a little improv experience certainly helps. It's it's certainly more of an intermediate speed in terms of okay. of what the fun bag what, what my fun bags offer is yeah. for the the mature and and seasoned okay. improviser. And, and people would go to the torchtheater.com to find out about upcoming workshops. Yeah, I might okay. Put it there. That's a really good question. I'll also um, probably just throw, throw it out on my Facebook page. Or the Liz Hutchman. Liz Hutchman. Or the Liz Hutchman.com. That's Liz Hutchman.com. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dot .gov? Don't go there. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Jeff, any, uh, any plugs from you? Uh, no, not really. Just follow me on Twitter at jcardello, J-C-A-R-D-E-L-L-O. And uh, listen to this podcast. You've been listening to it. Continue to listen, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. Repeat as necessary. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah thank you to our guests for joining us. That was a blast. Thanks to uh, Gangplank for putting us up again. Always fun to, uh, to be here. Um, and not on the I-10. <laughs> Although that was fun, too. That was fun, too. Um, and... Thanks again to the to the listeners. You're all beautiful, and we love you. So thanks, and enjoy the rest of your internet.